Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Bulletin. Well, this uh, morning I'm delighted to say that we've got uh, Christina Eddy on with us. Now, Christina has uh, been doing a lot of sterling work for Sky over the years at uh, various major sporting events. But, Christina, good morning to you. I would uh, imagine you're very, very happy with uh, what's going on around the Football Women's World Cup. Aside from the fact that we are uh, a winning side, uh, what an event you've got to work on. Good morning. I know, isn't it incredible? And Wellington's even put on a cracker of a day, I have to say, when we were here in the capital yesterday. It wasn't that nice. If you're in Wellington, you'll know what I was talking about, but it's signed up. I think they must know that the football fans are in town. So Wellington's put it on. None of the football fans have put it on tonight too, and I can't wait. Christina, what's the vibe around the group? I mean, you know, you've uh, been working, uh, interviewing them and uh, been around the scene, etc. What is the vibe amongst uh, the football fans? Oh, they're pretty ecstatic, I have to say. You know, they say that they had a, a word, the sort of the word that sort of came into the tournament with, with belief. And obviously, Yika Kinkova had a full squad to choose from too. And she said that she hadn't had that for about nine months, you know, having a full uh, squad to be able to pick from for, for that game. And they studied Norway and they studied them well and they absolutely worked them out. They had a plan. They delivered on that. They were confident. They were mature. Um, and it was definitely a different side of football fans than what we had seen earlier in the year, and it was great to see. And obviously, as well, just the whole buzz around the tournament in general was really lifting them. You know, the fact that we do have these record crowds um, that across the whole tournament now, they're, they're within, I think, have we been three or four days into the tournament? And it's already exceeded FIFA's expectations in terms of attendance. Um, the football fans can feel that. They can feel the support, and they're just absolutely thriving. So, Christina, we spoke earlier to uh, Jacob Spoonley, of course, uh, working for Sky also, and uh, he said whilst this is a game that uh, the football fans would have targeted uh, against the Philippines as one that they could get, so too the Philippines will have looked at this one in this group and said, this is the one we can get. What are you expecting out of tonight? Exactly. I know coming into this tournament, obviously their goal was to win a game, which they've done, but they would have been targeting the Philippines game as the realistic option for that. Um, I think that they could be in danger. I hope that they're not, and I'm, and I'm sure that they're not, but they could be in danger of doing perhaps what Norway did to the football firms, and that's maybe underestimating the Philippines. Um, the Philippines are a side full of talent that play in the US. Their coach was one that Australia really wanted to get. You know, he's been touted as a big hot shot. Um, but then in saying that, Seeing how they performed against Switzerland the other day, I don't think, I think if we execute a very similar game plan to what we did against Norway, I think we'll have it over them tonight and the conditions will play a part too. I don't think that will overly suit the Philippines if the wind starts to get up and it's a bit chilly. So what are you expecting in terms of uh, the makeup? Do we not change a winning combination, everyone fit and available as such? I'd be very surprised if she changes anything to do with that, that line-up. And from what I'm understanding, um, in this early stages of the morning, she does have the exact same squad to pick from. I don't think we will see any changes, and I don't think we should, because, um, like I said, you know, the Philippines are known for being dangerous on attack, um, but defensively they can be a little bit weak, and that was exactly the same as what we touted for Norway. Um, as potential weaknesses, and we have a squad at the moment that's delivering on those strengths and, and, and a 
in return um, and they're seeing results. So I wouldn't be changing the squad if I was to get either. Christina, we've seen every uh, side apart from Colombia and South Korea. Um, for you, um, has there been an absolute standout performance or are we just getting those first round, first game nerves out of our system for a lot of these teams? It's definitely been different to what I expected. I actually thought that the USA would put more on Vietnam than what they did and they, they missed a few chances too and some of their passes didn't even look as professional and as solid as we've seen from, from them in the past. Maybe they're feeling a little bit of pressure. You know, there's a lot of political pressure as well on the USA football team heading into this tournament and as favourites. Um, I think Germany probably actually performed better and looked better as a side, to be honest. I would probably pick them as my favourites to win this tournament now, um, again, with their 6 0 win over Morocco. Obviously, it was Morocco's start, first start to the, the World Cup, and they've never been here before, so we expected a big result. But I think just watching Germany in action, I would, I would be putting my money on them for this tournament at this stage. There's another really big group uh, game uh, in our uh, particular group, of course, and that is uh, the two. Uh, I think top seeds, to be fair, going into the group, uh, Norway and Switzerland now. Uh, Norway, of course, absolutely desperately have to win this. Uh, if Switzerland were able to knock over Norway, that's Norway done and dusted, which would do us a massive favour as well, I would imagine. How do you see Norway versus Switzerland? Yeah, I think Norway will be hurting. You know, I wouldn't have liked to have been in their changing room either at half-time against the football firms or at full-time. Um, and they have a lot of, you know, pressure on their, on their shoulders as well, having come into this as the group's favourite, so to speak, and the ones expected to top the pool. Um, I think that actually having a good hit out against the football firms maybe actually puts Norway in a better stead against Switzerland. You know, Switzerland were up against the Philippines. The Philippines weren't that strong against them. So they've probably had a somewhat of an easier start to the tournament, so to speak. It would do our favour, it would do our, us a world of good so if Switzerland can beat Norway um, and then we beat the Philippines tonight, you know, we're guaranteed that one of the, through the group of um, stage of 16. So that would be fantastic for us and obviously that, that's history made right there if we make it through and that's the football friends' goal. So they'll be watching um, that match keenly as well. It's obviously on at 8pm after the football friends. So if you're in for a night of football, it's, that's a big game and there's two cracker games coming up so it'll be good to watch Yeah well I am absolutely uh, watching both of those games uh, for a lot of reasons but uh, I'm just loving it I've got to say uh, Meanwhile on the other side of the world uh, in Cape Town the Netball World Cup is on in three days with the Silver Ferns uh, against Trinidad and Tobago uh, on the 28th from our point of view um, because, of course, of the Football World Cup, this is slightly and very unusually gone on the radar a wee bit, this one. Uh, but um, how, how are you feeling about this tournament, looking at it overall? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we've got so many... It's almost like the whole start of the year, we've had some fantastic sport, especially in rugby and super rugby and the likes. Um, but we've kind of been waiting for this big... We've got, obviously, the Football World Cup that's on, the World Cup, then there's the Rugby World Cup, then there's the Cricket World Cup. We're actually with sports for choice with the World Cups, but then the build-up, they do get a little bit diluted. Um, but the Silver Ferns are in Cape Town and they're ready to go for that. I... I think, well, I, think we'll, I think we'll go well, actually, uh, this World Cup. It'll be, although I am got my close eye on Jamaica. I think that they, they, a lot of their players look really strong over in the Australian League. And now that they're back and they've had some time together, I actually think that they could be you know, right up there as well with England. And then, of course, you can never, ever underestimate Australia either. So, obviously, the top four powerhouses for the World Cup are ready to go. And, it, yeah, I think, we, I think we will hold strong against them. Christina, um, 
just looking back to the Football World Cup, in terms of um, a lot of these games now, particularly uh, the football fans ones are sold out, uh, it just brought to mind, are there other options for fans? I mean, I know the, uh, the cloud had a fan zone in Auckland. Are there clouds or equivalents around the country where people can get involved if they can't get a ticket? Would you have any idea about that? Yeah, all major cities have the FIFA uh, fan zone or the fan experience, I think they call it. But uh, if you're in Auckland, Hamilton, Wellington, Alderney, and any of those major cities, they'll have their fan zones open. I know that the one tomorrow night is expected here in Wellington on the waterfront at Shed 6 is expected uh, to go off. And we'll be down there before the game. Um, sorry, tonight. We'll be down there before the game as well, obviously trying to um, see if we can catch up with any fans in town before we head into the stadium. But it's fantastic as well in the, in the likes of Wellington, isn't it? Because you get all the fans down on that waterfront. They're either at the fan zone or they're on their way to the stadium. Um, and yes, no, I mean, if you look at even the fact that we had over a million people tune in to watch the opening match with the football fans, mm. one of the greatest um, sporting, uh, sorry, football audiences we've seen in this country on, on telly. Um, you can either watch it on telly and be a part of the masses or you head down to the fan zone. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, the rugby, uh, New Zealand rugby would be very jealous of some of these numbers and the ones that are going to come up throughout the next uh, three or four weeks as well. Okay, uh, on the spot, Christina. Christina, on the spot, scoreline tonight, please, on both matches, both Group A matches. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm really hoping for 2 nil football ferns over the Philippines and I think mm. Norway might do it 2-1 over Switzerland. Wow, a couple of great uh, classic matches to look forward to. Uh, Christina, I'm jealous. You have, uh, you're getting the vibe, you're getting the atmosphere, you're, you're having the experience and doing a great job. Thanks very much for uh, giving us some of your time this morning and um, previewing what uh, we expect to be a classic tonight. Uh, have a terrific day. Thank you, I will. There's no better place to be than down on the sideline, but <laughs> enjoy it as well. It's a, it's a great occasion to be a part of in general, isn't it? Good on you, Christina. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks for your time.